Praise the Lord. Once again, it's my privilege to stand before you to share God's word. And all of us, we know that we are studying the Galatians, but this message, what I titled today, is not the, the new one, but already I shared, and also I was led to share this message for this season. I titled this message as, Who We Were and What We Are. You know from that, who we were and what we are today. For that, I have chosen Ephesians chapter 2 from verses 1 to 10. But all of you, we know, nowadays, or it is very, very, I can say that it is too much, uh, we are getting involved in watching TV, watching YouTube, so much ever before in our life. But uh, it is not that whatever we would like to see, we are watching. Without we not knowing or which we don't want to see that is coming on and off. And uh, we cannot avoid that, certain things. What are they? What are they? Advertisement. There are more advertisement than, even for the spiritual channels, if you go far, there are many advertisement. There is nothing without advertisement, there is nothing. Those advertisements are for what? In relation to some products, cosmetics, full stuff, and uh, some medication for this and that, and uh, to keep us young, and dressing up. So much means so much. In that, there will be two set of pictures. One is before you take it. <laughs> Second is above, after that. If you use this, after that, you will be like this. Right? Most of the advertisements are like that. Whether it is for your hair growth or hair falling or beautification of your dresses, whatever it is, you can just imagine. But the common thing is there is something which you divide before and after. Am I right? In that, before will be the natural. No doubt about it. What is they are projecting or presenting or in laminating and showing you or what we are seeing is 100% it is not true. 100% it is not true. So they are flattering always. But the goal is, of course, to get you to spend your money on that site, assuming that and you will, by seeing the comparison, you will be attracted. You are very much pleased. So you are tempted to go for it. Actually, that is not the lesson for us, 
But one thing, the common, what I brought it from this scripture is, there is something before and something after. You have to imagine the old picture and the new picture. So what is the old picture? Let, let us open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 2. Verses 1 to 10. I will read 1 to 3 first. It is a old condition. And you, he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedient. Three, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. So here, as I say, it uses the same similar method, but to a different, and Paul does paint a picture for us once, that means before Christ, before we accept Christ, before we receive Jesus Christ in our life, and after, verse 4 to 7, it says, then he brings us all together in 8 to 10. So the first part of the passage is, deals with the way we were, and who we were, and what we were be like we, after we met Jesus, after we received Jesus Christ. That is the second half of it, the 4 to 7. So before we were saved, we were spiritual, what the scripture says, we were dead. Verse 1 says, Paul says that, before we were made alive in Christ, that is, before we were saved, we were dead in our trespasses and sin. Trespasses means to sleep, slumber, or go astray. Sin means to miss the mark or fall short of the glory. Romans 3.23 confirms that. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the people who does not know Jesus are absolutely and completely spiritually dead. That all of us we know. They have no spiritual life. Life in the sense, they live 100% physical, carnal. And they just animated bodies. If they are not having Christ in us, there is no life in us, there is no spirit of God in them. They are just animated bodies only. But we are all born spiritually dead. 
and until we met our lord jesus hopefully and helplessly trapped into their spiritual death someone is spiritually dead is they are unable to understand and appreciate the spiritual things a physically dead person does not respond to a physical motivations he cannot see he cannot hear he cannot taste the smell or feel a spiritually dead person does not respond to spiritual motivation he cannot worship he cannot pray he cannot understand the scripture have a inner peace or know the true joy and the righteousness of god so you know what is the difference between the physically dead person you imagine and a spiritually dead person physically dead person you can imagine about all the senses spiritually dead person you know the spiritually about the spiritual life reading the scripture praying fellowshipping they know nothing you may be wondering what is the difference between the physical and the spiritual that's why i made that list secondly before we were saved we were spiritually disobedient verse 2 says we were disobedient we used to walk or live according to the course of this world we walk according to the prince of the power of the air that is nothing but is satan and this refers to satan who alive and well on the planet of earth so he is the ruling this world temporarily and there are different names and the functions of he has the scriptures confirms that there are many scriptures confirms in different names or as per his functions first peter 5:8 describes him as our adversary who walks about like a roaring lion he is not a lion but like a roaring lion matthew 9:34 he says the ruler of demons john 12:31 says the ruler of this world and second corinthian 4:4 say calls the god of this age so there is no doubt it confirms about his nature his ruling his authority at the same time there is no doubt before we accept christ we were disobedient to god and obedient to satan we are bound by him we were ruled by him always i used to ask this question before when we accept christ uh, it is uh, it is not me it is you that means before accepting christ we were ruling ourselves we were ruling ourselves in the sense we were ruled by our flesh she nature as we desire we lived whatever we thought if we thought it is good 
but who was ruling in us the evil spirit so we were ruled and bound or controlled by satan that is the before life so before we were saved we submitted to the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedient we were called the sons of disobedient before this refers to the spirit of the times the life of the typical unbeliever so as a, if you are an unbeliever you are a sons of disobedient thirdly before we were saved we were spiritually weakened the terminology may differ but it gives a different meaning and a different understanding verse 3 says let me read it among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh flattering the desires of the flesh and of the mind and were by nature children of wrath just as the others we are we were children of wrath or a wicked or a immoral people here we used to be what it means it we used to be like the unsaved people that we see every day we were among them we once conducted ourselves like them three things corrupt all men the world the devil and the flesh we were all controlled by these three the world the surroundings the devil and our own flesh we were ruled by these three we live to fulfill the desires of the flesh and the mind as i said we lived the desires of our flesh and our mind the word desires refers to seeking something with great diligence the desires of the flesh i need not explain to you much of it but on the other hand the desires of the mind indicates deliberate willful choices in rebelling against god that is important desire in the sense we deliberately willful choice we willfully we become rebellious against god it means hearing god's truth and choosing to rebel against him that is the another lesson we should remember we were we were by nature the children of wrath it says we were sinners we know by nature by choice and by choice every part of us was tainted and infested by sin we were not equally depraved but we were universally depraved we were made in the image of god by nature became totally corrupted by sin when i always think of god created what is the first love of god it is not the god love manifested to us only after he has sent his son to this world 
it is not because he has put him on the cross his love was manifested more than all before god has created us in his own image that is the first love of god he has not created us as all other things of the world or any animals so we know the world the present world there are other religions they give different image to their god all the natures almost all the natures and all the animals some of them they call them and worship them as their god but our god you know how superior he is in nature the basically he is holy but he is a triune god but when they he created us they created us in their own image that is the first law so we were created but we are lost by nature but in our not in our structure we never but what it says that by nature we were created roman 3 10 and 11 says the world likes to think that we are all the children of god yet a part of christ all men are the children of wrath john 3:36 says of unsaved man the wrath of god abides on him believers at one time that was as we were just as the others praise god for his grace that we have been rescued or saved from the wrath of the world from the wrath of god we are now saved verse 4 let us read verse 4 that connects us what is the new condition but god it's a very very highly valued word but god who is rich in his mercy because of his great love with which he loved us though we are yet sinners god has saved us because of his mercy so it is god who initiated our rescue it is god who initiated to save us so underline the first two words of this verse but god they are glorious words they teach us that it was god who reached down to us it was who he initiated our salvation in that god rescued us because he is rich in mercy mercy carries the idea of withholding punishment even though god is so holy and we are so sinful we were so sinful in his compassion because of his mercy he rescued us amen amen how many of you believe and experiencing that rescue of our god say amen to that thank you god rescued or saved us because of his great love it says 
the scripture says what it means great love never think that god hates you we have learned and heard time and again about god's love and holiness how it is possible it is god's love who always it is brought us to him and at the same time it is holiness because god is so holy he hate sin not sinner and since he has the these two attribute together which cannot be separated that is the mercy we are all saved together that is his great love and jesus died to separate us from our sin god's greatest act of love was when jesus died for our sins that all of us we know and we believe that because god is just he must punish the sin he can extend mercy to us because in love jesus already died for our sins john 3:16 as all of us know for god so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son roman 5:8 confirms that but god demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners christ died for us it is not because we accepted him but yet we were sinners god gave his life even john 15:13 says greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life of his friends thirdly after god has saved us means god has given us his life that's was the words confirms us in the same scripture what we learn the verse 7 chapter 2 verse 7 then the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus So there are three things we will know from this scripture. One is the new destination. Second is the new designation. 8 to 9 you can read it. A new designation. And 10 confirms that a new direction. New destination after we accept Christ. three things it give us about our position and our designation god has taken us we were dead in trespasses and made us alive there are two truths here we are alive for all eternity secondly we are alive for a purpose to live with christ we not only have eternal life 
we have a abundant life in him with him our position is with him because we have been resurrected we have to live differently can we tell the difference between the living person and the and the, and the dead person sure you can also tell the difference between the someone who is spiritually dead and spiritually alive as i said before second corinthians 5:17 says therefore if anyone is in christ he is a new creation all things have passed away behold all things have become new i was uh, really how god confirms time and again we used to tell from here god confirm confirms his message so i was not knowing today the worship team will take this song as it was led there is no condemnation see the first song itself confirms that there is no condemnation so those who are in christ those who are with christ those who have christ in us for us no condemnation how many of you agree and confirms that there is no condemnation that means christ live in us amen right so here god saved us by grace we were as you know we were saved by made alive because we deserved it we face it we were spiritually we were spiritually dead disobedient depraved we were not pardoned because we are not guilty we are pardoned in in spite of the fact that we are guilty 17 says we have both redemption and forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace according to the riches of god's grace that we know we have to understand and accept it this is the place and the provisions or the blessings and the, as turns as from the world you may not be interested to know about the past life and i will, i will let you know why we have to remember them so let us go through and then we'll come back to that 6 and 7 we have been saved for a new position and a purpose as i said four not there are similar places five to six god made us alive together with christ he raised us up together and made us to sit together in a heavenly places we the body are eternally linked to the head jesus wherever he goes we go let us read the scripture 6 to 7 god and verse 6 god 
and raised up together underline that raised as up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus see the position see the purpose this is the purpose i do not know how many of you think about the purpose when we accept jesus christ in our life these are all behind these are all hidden but when we are coming to know him when we have a relationship with him when we know the word see it is not that once we accepted christ and it is forever so as i always i used to tell that god is expecting us as we know the spirituality the before and after when we accept christ we became a child of god when the spirit of god filled us we are spiritually newborn children and we all god always expects us the growth time to time i used to remind you from here all of us we have our parents we have our children and we expect our children to grow in all the way and when we dedicate the children or when we were dedicated we may not be knowing but when you dedicate your child you know how the child you wants to be and in all things and you gave all your efforts for the child to grow physically the child to grow in intellect child to grow in the secular in all the way you expect the child to grow and at the same time never ever forget he is our father and we are his children you may having a different position you may be a child to your parents you may be a father or mother to your children but you may be a grandfather or grandmother too but for god you are a child for god we are his children and you just imagine you just imagine for your child you are expecting the child to grow in all the way see the level from what level to what level and after some level you don't control your child you may not be able to control your child you lose it so what are the things you are facing practically in your life the same thing imagine how much god will struggle and first of all to concern about our growth we were grown up physically we became parents we became some of us our grandparents but still god is so patient so loving so concerned 
about our growth about our spiritual growth and the stability to stand firm firm in his word to know him more and more to fellowship with him more and more every day every year after year we pray for our birthdays and anniversaries anniversaries just imagine these are all the things and signs for your thought why we pray why we thank god okay we thank god for god as particular it is evident in our eyes how we are we remain the same but for god is god is happy about our spiritual life our growth our standard our ability our talents whatever is invested in us is that multiplying or beneficial to him we became children to the grandfather or even at least the middle we are all fathers or to our children but for our god he remains the same it remains the same we are always his children he is very much concerns about our spiritual standard the quality the growth and the fellowship every day it has to improve increase so the purpose number 1 to be raised and seated with him verse 6 says god raised up together with jesus when lazarus was raised jesus said lose him and let him go someone who is alive does not need to remain in the tapering of death so we who are alive only need it so here first and again so that means god has raised up as together to be with him do you have that assurance yes again and again i used to tell from here what is the difference between a believer and a unbeliever first of all when we ask the question some people ask how do you know that are you saved or not are you a child of god or not i have that problem when i was young people whenever people used to ask me and uh, ask me to get baptized and uh, get to saved but no one has said that uh, what is to be saved and why we have to baptize baptize but at the same time when i came here i asked this question for someone are you saved if anyone asked this question to me i never used to turn to them or speak to them in my life so i hate that question but you just think of it is it practically right or wrong or how do you but you know the question i was challenged to ask how do you think what do you think about me whether i am saved or not see i asked the person are you saved that's per that person immediately what do you think about me 
and what do you understand about me am i saved or not straight forward answer from me you are a saved person he asked me again the probing question how do you say that so the spirit of god reveals to me so i gave the answer if you are anxious to know come to me personally <laughs> i will tell you so we can make out the children of god the children of devil even by our very life even by our very appearance also in our words in our deeds we will make this world to know we are his children how many of you believe that say amen to that amen. this should be the testimony of god children by our way of our life we will make the world to know that we are god children by your face we can make out i have this problem whenever i come here for the opening prayer when i used to see your faces <laughs> what do you want me to say <laughs> time to time i used to tell there should be a joy of the lord when i come to this house of the god and it is a privilege it is a pleasure but in reality i could not see that that's why forcefully we ask from here when you greet smile at least you smile let the other people know that <laughs> so it doesn't mean everyone who smiles are very happy or joyful please <laughs> that also there some people they smile for everything some people they never smile some people they smile by force you know about yourself i know about myself because i had a testimony many people said that it is not because they said i do not realize really before but i was told by many people how come it is possible for you when you go to the pulpit always naturally you smile it is god given gift because what is in me is outside that's it because the joy of the lord is our strength we tell several times but how many of you exercise and prove it it is the joy of the lord is your strength so if the joy is not seen see the opposite there is you are not strong there is no strength <laughs> shall we interpret in that way whatever it is we leave it there but i don't want to go in detail but it is easy to make out the children of the world the children of the devil the children of god we are children of god god made us together sit together in heavenly places in christ jesus heavenly places refers to us god's very presence see the position we will sit with him in his presence here we always we force we force and sense and encourage sense the presence of god if you are not having that experience here how you are going to sit with god in heaven there also you will spit like this 
just imagine your position what is your position in the beginning itself all of you accepted we are all what did you say children of god we should behave like a children of god in all our attitudes our behaviors our characters our natures our way of dressing in everything represent to the world we are his children we are redeemed we are forgiven we were set free and the day will come that we will go and sit with him the position is ready right and it is not straight forward from here to there even though it is we have to work for our salvation till that end okay to sit in the heavenly places in christ jesus it means place in the full fellowship and blessings of god that can be experienced on this earth when i came in this world in this country this was my uh, experience and explanation and interpretation to the people what is it one is about the nature the heat of the country heat of, when i when i came here i thought is it a wilderness as god has called abraham and he sent him and he obeyed and he came and it is uh, he said the promise was milk and honey when i came here where is milk where is honey it is all right i thought like that you won't believe it it may be a fun but you know in our places when we have uh, uh, when we eat bread only when you are fallen sick when you are having fever bread will be given but here it become a very basic food <laughs> then i was told that what is the breakfast here so bread cheese butter and all these things and uh, it is all a butter and uh, jam and uh, butter and uh, curd and all these things are made of milk and then i thought bread and milk and uh, milk and honey okay i bought honey and use the bread for uh, use the uh, take the bread so it is a milk milk and honey that's good so practically we experience that about the temperature i thought that okay so it is all about the state of i am my explanation and the expression to the people was in the in the secular if you think that it is uh, think about what is hell it is a mini hell if you go through it and it will be much more many times higher than uh, than this in hell and about heaven it is the place for you to enjoy it is all about the spiritual so it is state of your mind if you are content with what you have and the joy peace fellowship and all these things if you think of this is it is like a mini heaven so it is a mini heaven and mini hell it is up to your state of mind how you accept it 
I don't know how many of you get this message. I encourage people, don't think or worry about, as you have come here, it is not a desert. It is a place of milk and honey. It is, if you believe it. That I told them. And if it is a mini, it is a mini heaven. Why? There are many opportunities for us to have fellowship, time to pray, time to read, time to meditate God's word, and all the days you are free to fellowship. So you can enjoy your fellowship. There are people always deserve or desire and hunger to when we will come together. That was the, those days I am telling. So you know about yourself, whether you have that desire. I am telling about the people of those days. If you want to say it is you, say amen to that. 50% of you agree because you, because you are very honest. Very, very honest. That's why you didn't say otherwise. You may not receive the word or understood my word the way I spoke. Because it should be our desire to long the fellowship. That's why the psalmist says, I was glad when they said to me to go to the house of the Lord. How many of us have that? That is a fellowship. The presence of God can be sensed, understood. The desire, the fellowship of his saints. If you don't deserve and experience that fellowship on this earth, how are you going to enjoy in heaven? So again, the purpose too is examples of not only that, riches of his grace, verse 7 says. We will receive the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness of two reasons. The first, the minor reason is for us to experience the fullest extent of his grace and kindness. The second is the major reason is that might be the examples of his grace. So we will experience this in ages to come. It will last forever. Some, let me go for the time I have to move. Finally, we are created for God's workmanship. Verse 10 says, 2.10. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. See here the workmanship. That's why all the time or uh, several times I mentioned from here, if you don't serve God here in this country, you will not serve him elsewhere. All more opportunities are here for you to serve. It is open. Though they are disciplined actions or 
procedures are there but it is open for everyone anyhow the purpose is for his workmanship for good works everything is created for a purpose here paul moves to do to describe the purpose for which we were created to do as he said to do good works and for a workmanship so what i want to say here works does not save us they don't make us more holy or they don't make us more spiritual please understand this and they don't <clears throat> they are not important to god but even though he makes us to do but works flow naturally out of who we have been made to be by the craftsman of god he is who who made us the gifts and the talents god has given us we are not saved by works time to time in these days we are reading we are studying in our bible study we are not saved by our works but we are saved for work we are saved to work not alone with him it is god who works already god wants us to join with him to work with him hello believe that so they are the result of our salvation not a cause of salvation the last line is incredibly reassuring that god has prepared all these good works in advance that is how god works he prepares these opportunities in advance for us to live out the purpose for which we are created so there is a summary let us see the summary who we were from these scriptures and what we are today who we were as a summary we were dead in trespasses and sin we were walked according to the course of the world walked according to the prince and the power of the air the devil conducted in lust of flesh fulfilled the desire of our mind and flesh by nature children of wrath we were gentiles we were uncircumcised without christ how it has come therefore verse 11 therefore remember that you once gentiles in the flesh so it goes on aliens the strangers having no hope without god far off from god this are all the old nature what is the what we are today what we are today after accepting jesus christ just listen and see note very carefully what we are today according to the scripture as we claim that we are his children let us see we are alive in christ hello 
we are alive together with Christ. We are raised together by Christ. We sit together with Christ. We are Christ's workmanship. We are created to do good works. We are near to God by the blood of Christ. We are fellow citizens with saints. We are members of God's household, which is this. We are built together for a dwelling place of God in spirit. You may be thinking. Okay, okay, let me conclude it, I'll come back to you. As a conclusion, we end this afternoon. The first question is, I know to ask you, how is your spiritual life? Is it like before picture or the after picture? Before picture I listed out for your understanding. After picture also I listed out. I hope you understood it. So it is a question for you. Second question is, do you know this grace that brings salvation? And when I say no, it means your heart as well as in your mind. So in that case, if anyone, if anyone who does not know Christ or receive Christ in your life, it is a time for you to know the past and the present. Finally, do you anticipate the good works which God has prepared for you in this land? And you have to take a focus on this. Show your incomparable riches of his grace expressed in the kindness of us in Jesus Christ. The question is, you may be having a question. Why we should think about the past? Past is past. We are in the present. Why we should think about the past? And you may be thinking, why I should take this much of effort to present the world picture. As I initially said about the advertisement, the world picture and the new picture, there is a difference. But that is not, that you know about it. The question is, the purpose is, why we should think about the past to know about the greatness and mercy of God today, when you compare the past only, you know the value of the present. And that will be, then only you know your strength and your position. There should be a comparison to know what is best. Am I right? So you should know about, but another question is, many of us, Though we are saved, we are in the new position, still we have a old nature without you knowing and me knowing. We are still under the bondage. But why we should know? If you know that you are standing firm in his position, a standing position, a position God has raised me and keep me to sit with him and fellowship with him, right. That is right. 
But if you remember the past, there is a one thing you are expected to do continually in your life is reconciliation, repentance before our God. If you forget the past, there is no chance for you to think about you are wrong. You have to always remember, compare with the present and the past. You know the difference whether you are right standing with God or not. If not, time for you to reconcile. Repent before God and sit right. If you are right, it is a time to praise Him and to glorify Him. For that, always we need two things. We never forget the past from where we are. That shows the greatness, the mercies, abundance, grace and the, of God and love for us. It was manifested. To understand His love, His mercy, we should think about who we were. And what we are today, it is a monitor for you to go the way God wants us to, to confirm your position. Are you having a standing, right standing with God for the future? May God bless you. Church, let us bow our head in prayer. I want you to talk to God. God, I know what I was and I know what I am now. Appreciate God that God, I thank you that you have taken me out from my dead position. You have taken me out from my disobedience position. Appreciate God because your past, you remember your past and God is there. Bringing you to the present situation that you are, that you are saved. New destination, new destination, new direction. Thank God that you have been set free from the bondage of the past. Ask for the spirit of God to continue to lead you and guide you and be with you so that the truth that you have known, you shall never depart from it. And that truth shall continue to set you free in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Brethren, it's time for the communion service. As you all know that this is the first Friday of the month, we do have our communion service. I will read the scripture from 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Just read verse 23 to 26. And it says, For I, have, I receive from the Lord that which I also deliver to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. Verse 24. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, 
he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Verse 26. For as much as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the lost death till he comes. Brethren, the word communion itself means sharing. So, when we have the communion service, we are sharing something with one another. It is something that makes us one. We share in the body and the blood of Jesus. That makes us to be part of the family. The family of God. The family that eats at the same table. Jesus Christ has given us a special way to remember him. And that is to remind us of his death on the cross of Calvary. So, brethren, each time we come to the communion table, we are being reminded of his death on the cross and the forgiveness of our sins because the Lord is always here and when we participate in communion, Jesus himself is here. Each time we come to communion table, Jesus is fully here. You may not be able to see him, but in spirit, he is here. Therefore, because he's here in our midst, it is important for us to come before him with the right attitude. And now do we do this? We need to examine ourselves. You need to examine yourself because that same scripture we have read, verse 27 says, Therefore, whosoever eat this bread and drink the cup of the Lord in a worthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. Verse 28 says, But let us a man examine himself, so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. 29. For he who eat and drink in an unworthy manner eat and drink judgment to himself, not designing the lost body. We will never drink judgment to ourselves in the mighty name of Jesus. So brethren, think deeply as you bow your head. Begin to think of those things that you have found yourself that may not allow you to be worthy of taking the bread of taking this communion. Examine yourself deeply. Reflect about your past. Reflect about your presence. Compare and compare the message that you have heard today. Think of where you are. Think of where you were before and after. Confess your sin to the Lord. That Lord have mercy upon me. I don't want us to partake in an unworthy manner. 
That is why in Matthew 26, Jesus was talking to the disciple. He warned them about the flesh. He gave them a very firm warning. He said, wash and pray that ye not enter into temptation. Talk to God. The spirit is indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Talk to God, strengthen me. Confess those areas that will make you to be unworthy to partake in this bread. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, in coming to your table this afternoon to partake in the Holy Communion, our Lord Jesus Christ will remember your sacrifice on the cross of Calvary. We lift you high. We lift your name high and proclaim your great love that as we partake with gratitude in this communion this afternoon, fill us again with the power of your spirit. Fill us again with the mighty power of your spirit. Let your boldness to witness for you be embedded in our life in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray, Almighty God, as we partake in the bread, in this communion, that it will be fruitful in our life in Jesus' name. I pray whatever be your heart desire, whatever be something that has been troubling you, as you partake in the communion this afternoon, the hand of God will be upon you immediately in the mighty name of Jesus. You shall testify to the glory of God. Father, we bless the bread, we bless the wine. Cover it with the blood of Jesus. As we share it, the glory of God will radiate over us in the mighty name of Jesus. For in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Uh, the usher will guide you as you come forward for the communion. Praise. Um.
Hallelujah. Once again, a reminder before we wind up. Baptism forms, please remember to collect it. Amen. Let's thank God for the elements that he has given us. What we have partaken of him is his life. You and I have been made anew in him. And once again, he has reminded us of it. Amen. So we are walking forward, leaving behind every chain, every lie that the devil has spoken, every falsehood that the world has tried to impose on our minds. The Lord has once again given us an opportunity to renew our minds and to remember who we are, who we were is of days past it's a it's a forgotten it's a finished story but who we are once again we have come to this place we have we have come in union and we have tasted once again of his goodness we have partaken of his flesh we have partaken of his blood so we are going to pray let's rise up and let's ask god lord as you have renewed us once again today. Help me to proclaim of your goodness. Help me to proclaim of life, O Lord God. Wherever I go, let my tongue speak life in the name of Jesus. Wherever I go, let me shine your light. Let me shine your light. You have created me for good works. We are your workmanship, your word has declared over our lives and your spirit empowers us to do so, O Lord God. So Lord God, help us to walk in the newness of life in the name of Jesus. Father, once again, we thank you for this privilege that you have given us, O God, to come to your table. You have set a table before us, O Lord God. Father, thank you for feeding us once again. Help us to walk in the newness of life in Jesus' name. Father, as we go ahead this month, O Lord God, Lord God, help us to remember who we are and to remain as who we are in you at all times. Dwelling in you, dwelling in you. You said, abide in me. He that abideth in me and I in him, he shall produce much fruit. Father, so shall our lives be in the name of Jesus. That wherever we go, we shall remain fruitful in you. In Jesus' mighty name. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have asked and we have prayed. Amen and amen. And let's share the fellowship as saints of God. And now may the grace of God and the love of God and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. And surely God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Go in peace. May God bless you.